0: Coming to you from the Castaway Studios and brought to you by the Four Founders Club and the Founding Foursome. This is the Club Level Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a beautiful evening, August 17th. You'll probably be listening to this on August 18th, 19th. It could be September 28th, 2040 when you're listening to this. Either way, wherever it might be, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Praveen, Miracle on Ice. Mach Bagada, and I'm joined alongside Dan Apple zinneman Pinkston.
1: Sizzle, sizzle.
0: We're back in the studio here. So much to talk
1: about, so much to get into, but first and foremost, Dan, how you doing? Doing great. Praveen, um, what's your miracle on ice, though? Was it that one nail nail-biter by the Avs last week, or is it actually Team USA?
0: Was that the first game of the bubble for the Avs?
1: And we beat the Blues. And the Blues... And what's my second option? Or the actual Miracle on Ice, U.S. Team USA. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was technically, I think, the closest game-winning goal in NHL history. I mean, it, it there was like this much room with .0 on the clock. Frame by frame, it was
0: in. And it For was. those of you that don't know, the first game, so the, the hockey has their bubble. Bubbles all the way to go. We'll leave it at that. If you're not doing the bubble, you don't know what you're doing. Bubble in hockey. And... The Avs have their first game, and it's a round-robin. They took the first top four teams, and they played a round-robin to figure out who the top four, how they're going to see the top four. The Avs played their first game against
1: the, the St. Louis Blues.
0: St. Louis Blues, and it came down to the wire to say the very least. But frame by frame, they scored a goal at the buzzer. I mean, again, in hockey, the puck can't be on its way. It has to be through. It has to be through the Just red like line. Just like soccer
1: too, right? Soccer, I think the whole ball has to get there. It can't just be a Yeah, piece. but it's on
0: a whistle. But, yeah, usually a ref's yeah. not going to call it, I guess, unless it's a time soccer. But, yeah, it, had to be, it has to go through. In the NBA, the ball can be in the air. It doesn't have to be through the bucket. Um, the ball just has to be out of your hand. So there's that time. In hockey, there's none of that. You could shoot it from half court, half, half ice, and if it doesn't go in before the buzzer sounds, it doesn't count. That has, frame by frame, it was in. And that's what a way to start it off. They ended up going three and one. They could have had the number one seed. I think I'm happier with this yeah. route because I don't care whether the Blackhawks are good, bad, ugly. I never want to face the Blackhawks in the playoffs, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, in the first round. Being the Colorado Avalanche, I'm not saying the Avalanche wouldn't have won, but I'm looking for a nice, easy path to the finals. So we're healthy and we're energized. Not that it wouldn't be going to the Stanley Cup finals. Give me the Arizona Coyotes. Give me Nathan McKinnon. ripping dudes all the way around. Down, over, and under. Darcy Kemper can have a nice fluke. I want to hear a Coyote fan talk back to me. I'd love that. <laughs> I-, I love Darcy Kemper having the night of his life just to go sp- get pulled the next game. Lose 7-1. to Avs up 3-1. This is what I wanted. A nice,
1: clean series, Dan. What an amazing day for Colorado sports. I mean, if the Rockies can pull this off, great. But the Nuggets... Get game one against the Jazz in OT. And then the Avs go up 3-1. They win 7-1 today, right, P? 7-1? 7-1. I mean, it's not a huge win in Avalanche history, but it's a very dominant one. It's a top 10 dominant win so far in franchise history, if not top 20 for sure.
0: Just put it on him. No one in hockey wants to play the Avalanche. I don't care who you are. No one in the NHL would want to get matched up with the Avalanche right now. That is the best, deepest, most talented, youngest, fast, aggressive team in the league right now. I want nothing to do with the Avalanche if I don't play on that and team.
1: Ma- and McCarr is a defenseman, but he's the rookie of Give the year. Give him the Calder, bro. Give him the Calder the, the rookie trophy. of the year. And Give it. Scoring sick goals off the, off the faceoff. I mean, that dude can play offense. Screw Jack Hughes. That's what I figured out this week as well. I was really sad about the whole Jack Hughes thing, how we got screwed over in the lottery. Well, we didn't get screwed over. It happened for a reason. Puck don't lie. Neither does car So
0: And Nathan McKinnon ripping dudes today in that little fight. That was and I, first. Mean, I mean that was I mean, that's like taking a little boy out of a out of a out of a fight that shouldn't be happening. It was like and then Kale I mean, Nathan just beat the crap out of him. Landis Gogg just being a leader. I mean, Matt Calvert would fight anyone. He's under six feet tall. Uh Nishkushkin, Burkovsky These are guys that you gotta credit Joe Sackick. Uh Kadri. These are guys that you have to credit Joe Sackick for building this team and getting guys. I mean, Kadri's Ka- a dog. Nazem Kadri well, is a dog. He go. He just shoots. He, if he sees a spin move, <laughs> he's just going to shoot. And
1: then he'll fight you after the whistle. No, no problem. No cap.
0: And that's what I love. They're, they're, they're not afraid. They don't seem like they're soft. They don't seem like they're fake soft. I think everything about the Avalanche is what you don't want to face. And, I mean, 3-1 in this series – Great place to be. Um, if I'm if I'm the Colorado Avalanche, um, I mean they they win game f- they they win game five. That's got to be a given, in my opinion. Um, outside of that, who do the Avs have next? Is what I'm looking at, and I think they have the Blues or the Canucks is who they have left, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and at that point, I feel comfortable with where the Avs lie. Coming off a really hot series like this, like they're playing, um, I I just keep saying it. I don't want to face the Avs. I think the Avs got to be the favorite at this point to win the cup. I I haven't seen a dominating team like this. I've watched a lot of hockey. I think we watched a lot of hockey. I haven't seen a dominating team like this in some time. So, actually, the Avs probably have the the Knights or the Blackhawks.
1: Which I'm stoked for because... I don't want to face the
0: Blackhawks in the first round.
1: Yeah, in... But the Knights are a rival, and I, And if it's going to be a great cup season, you want to face the Knights on the way there. It's like beating the Red Wings back in the day in the Western Conference. Just a little cherry on top. If you're not going to get through your rival, if you're not going to get through the best teams, then it, it's not as sweet. It really is not as sweet. We want a ship no matter what, but I want it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Especially with how young the Avs core is, let's, let's put the stamp on it quick and just become the best team in this league for the next five, ten years. Because it's, it's true. It can happen. And I mean, we're sitting there. I, I don't really trust our trust our goalie situation. I mean, Grubauer is a great guy, but he's just he's kind of inconsistent every other day.
0: Here's the thing, though: is the Avs don't f- rely on goalkeeping for their success, which is nice. Is like the the Arizona Coyotes, for instance, they focus <laughs> primarily on their goalkeeping. The Az they have decent enough, I think. And I mean, Pavel Francouz having a, 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 a shutout in his first career playoff game. That says something. So uh, and that was in the round-robin series. So I, I'm okay with the goalkeeping. As I mean, the defense is relentless. They force the issue, so they almost don't allow much pressure. And it's almost like, hey, just make a play when you got to. But the Golden Knights are up 3-1. They have a chance to shut it down tomorrow, August 18th, against the Blackhawks. I think they'll do that. So it probably looks like Avs, Golden Knights, in the second round. The Avs have we to won. at least make it to the cup, and it's going to be a tough, tough route. But they're right there. They're the best team in hockey right now.
1: Well, we're not the little brother anymore. The stat that sticks out to me above all is that we are doubling up the Coyotes every single time on shots. I mean, we lost the other night, but still, we had twice as many shots as them. They just didn't go in. I love the aggression. I love the dominance. I just love the swag. I mean, it really really feels right, and it's going to be a heartbreaker if we don't get there. It's going to be a different type of heartbreak than being that underdog. You know, when we were the underdogs this last few years, we really wanted to break through and it sucked when we lost in six to the wild or all that BS that happened. Right. That hurt. It'll be, a seven. it'll be a different type of hurt. Lost in six and seven. Yeah. Well, the
0: wild had our number for a while, but now look where the wild are and look where the avalanche are. And look are. where
1: the Kings are. The Kings aren't even found. So screw the Kings. You know
0: I'm 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 all on board. The Aves are fine. Avs are young. That's what's nice too. Is this is a this is a dynasty in the making. Um, but you know I should have prefaced this whole conversation with this is a Colorado episode, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna start off the fall with the Colorado episode. So next on tap, and you just mentioned them just a minute ago, Dan, is the Denver Nuggets, who started their playoff series. They started the entire NBA playoffs off this uh, this morning, <laughs> 11 a.m mountain time and they went to overtime donovan mitchell 57 points jamal murray with 36 the two man game down the stretch if you watch the game it was 2v2 and guys were just standing around making rebounds and (laughs) getting loose balls but it was a 2v2 game between Jokic and murray and mitchell and gobert and mitchell and then when time when it mattered most Jokic and murray came out on top the nuggets win by 10 points grabbed that live uh when it was uh when the nuggets were dogs but nonetheless one ninety five you got one ninety five plus one ninety one yeah good timing I had faith in the Nuggets you know why because in the end the Nuggets are the better team they have the guys to step up when they need to we've seen it time before the Nuggets have been through a lot I know what the Utah's been through health wise I'm talking about basketball wise and playoffs wise those two individually have been through a lot Jokic and Murray Huge win. They're going to win the series. I don't think the series is going to be as close anymore.
1: Well, so I wasn't as fortunate to watch the game nor get plus 195 odds live like you. But I heard Donovan Mitchell has a late eight-second call. Yes. they're up like six. They're up four. So who gives a damn about your 57 points when you make that bonehead mistake? That's right. It's just like that's the jazz for you. And then that's, I think, I think the Nuggets the came tip. down
0: and dropped a tray on
1: him. You got Gobert touching mics. And then you got Donovan Mitchell with eight second calls. What, what's stupider? I think they're both bonehead. And that's just the Jazz. And I, I want to sweep him. I'm not going to put my money on a sweep. But let's take it to him. We are, we're the big brother in this situation.
0: Nuggets won by 10. They should have won by a lot more. They let, a lot, they'd let up a lot in the second half. You know what I'm going to give discredit to? and not many people are going to mention it, Michael Porter. He was really, really good in the first quarter. And then all of a sudden, starts so forcing the issue. Dude, when you're Why young and you're struggling, like now's not the time to do it. <laughs> and when you're missing layups, look, Kobe airballed. God, rest his soul. Kobe missed four three-point air balls against Utah. Michael Porter's missing bunnies. Like, dude, you just missed it. Like, stop forcing he's the like, issue.
1: He's our four.
0: He's our four. <laughs> and nonetheless, the Nuggets, that's the thing, is they, they have emerging stars. They have guys. Jokic is an all-star. Jamal Murray is an all-star. Jamal Murray is doing things now. Oh, well, he hasn't played for a while. I know. And that's kind of pisses me off, too. But Jamal Murray is doing what I want him to do. This is what you need. I mean, overtime helped, but he scored or assisted on the last 31 points of the Denver Nuggets today. That's what you need from Jamal. I need, to, I need him to average 26, 27 a night. That's what I need from Jamal Murray. He wasn't doing that. He showed some of that today. Like I said, I don't think the series is going to be as close anymore. 10-point win. Nuggets shouldn't have gone to overtime. Nuggets were
1: the better team all the way around. Well, so do you think this uh, Blazers series is going to be close? Well, see, uh, that's the thing. is I, I'm hearing a lot of hype, but I just don't buy it. Uh, well, okay. <sighs> okay. They might win game two. They're this not winning tomorrow.
0: Is, this is just what really upsets me about the whole thing. It is like, Dame time. Okay, I get that it's Dame time, and I have the <laughs> utmost respect for Damian Lilliard. I have no problem.
1: It's always Dame time.
0: Exactly. It's just as soon as you touch <laughs> your wrist, it's Dame time. Okay, I get it. I'm all good with Dame time. But just please, and this is before Game One even starts. So maybe you're hearing this, and Game One's over. So I hope I'm right. No, you will be. Here's the thing: the the Portland Trailblazers have played nine playoff games. <laughs> Both the Bucks and the Lakers, who are underperforming, do not get me wrong, went three and five in their eight games. Giannis didn't play much. There were games when LeBron and AD were out. There were games when AD was out. There was games when LeBron was out. Do you remember how the Lakers were last year with just LeBron? They were 37 and 45. This team is not good with just LeBron. LeBron is in his 17th year doing nutty things, but he's not the same LeBron. I think we can all agree with that. He's a different LeBron. I mean, first time in his career, he led the league in assists. That's not a fluke from eight games. He was doing that all season long. You put this team together when they're fresh? lebron on some rest ad with some rest jr got some minutes maybe gotten some in shape dion played well in that last game i mean i think this team is just better than portland and yeah oh portland's back court is so good as good as portland's back court is is just as bad as their perimeter defense is oh and the lakers can't shoot threes give me a break it's lebron and ad guys are gonna catch hot Danny Green is gonna catch hot. Oh, well, the Lakers can't defend in the perimeter. Well, neither can Portland. Neither can Portland. I mean, this is six games. Portland might scratch a few yeah. away. And, and that might be a problem for the Lakers. I'm not saying the Lakers are gonna win. But I, I'm sorry. It's not the Portland's not going to win this series. And if they do, yeah, I'll eat my words. I'll gladly eat my words. Because I'll be just as pissed as the next guy that the Lakers got lost to Portland, but they're not.
1: It's just sad because Dame is officially in that realm of players that could have multiple championships and be legends if they were somewhere else. It's like, I'm putting Dame in Mike Trout's category. It's like, dude, we're going to watch this guy for five to 10 years, just eat. And he's never going to have anything to show for it. And it's whatever, I guess, but it's not. Why can't Dame be on the, on the Lakers? Like why can't Dame and LeBron ever play together? No, instead they're going to have to compete. And then Dame's still going to lose to an old LeBron. And it's going to be sad because dame if i'm going 2k rating right now dame's like 94 in it he's 95 96 in it it's just not fun anymore seeing these guys lose because yeah i'm gonna say it before the series starts too it's gonna be over and it's gonna be over in five i'm not even gonna give him six p you just respectfully gave him six but I, I just don't see it. They're tired. I mean, uh,
0: you just got to be real. It's who's healthy. I mean, Dame, yeah, he averaged 47 in, in, the, in the bubble. I'm, I'm amazed, dude. Awesome. I'm so proud of you. He took a lot of shots, too. But, I mean, where was CJ McCollum except in the fourth quarter against the Memphis Grizzlies? Like, dude, what? Like, come on. All of a sudden, like, because Dame is going off, their backcourt's amazing? No, it's Dame. It's not CJ as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, C.J. stats. The NBA's diluted, man. And, yeah, you're right, Dan. Yeah, are 100% right. The I, I I used to, you know, loyalty is gone. There's no one like Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, or Kobe Bryant who at the same mind you, all won championships with their loyalty mm-hmm. streaks. Okay? So Damian Lillard, it's a new age. You can and be as that. as you And ever since LeBron want. James did the decision, got he changed the game and everyone just goes where they want to. Now, I get you're trying to be loyal, but look, you're going to be Charles Barkley for the rest of your life because you're not going to win in Portland, dude. And it will click eventually. It will click eventually. And maybe it doesn't. Maybe Dame is actually content. And if he's content, that's fine. If his fans want to say he wants championships and he really doesn't want a ring chase, fine. If you're happy with that, fine, Dame. That's on you. We should expect anything more than he expects from himself. That's what he wants. We just expect that he wants a lot. And he needs to get out of Portland because he's not going to win. If he be- okay, cool. He beats the Lakers. He's going to get creamed by OKC or the Thunder, who I want to get to next. I don't think it's a wash. I'm going to give the Thunder a chance to win. 60-40, Rockets win. 60-40, maybe even 55-45. Thunder are good. Chris Ball has something to prove. That team surprised people. Really? They're really good defensively. I'm not saying they're like going to beat the Lakers.
1: But they're going to beat the Rockets. They're
0: going to beat the Rockets. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking. I think they have a chance. They have a chance. I'm
1: not passionate the other way, so I'm going to take your ride on it.
0: They have a chance. I'm not going to say they're going to win. I'm not going to say that now. If they go up 2-1, yeah, I might say the Thunder are going to win. But right now, I'm saying they have a chance. And those games are going to be close. And with Russell Westbrook out with a quad injury, and we don't know how that's going to be. They said they're going to be reevaluated before the playoffs. I mean, he might play hurt, and that might not be the smartest decision to do. So, I like... Shay Gilligas Alexander, Steven Adams, Chris Paul, Mike Muscala,
1: Gallo. Big fan of them. People don't like the Thunder. Speaking of the Thunder, that's a singular team name. And can we go back to our trivia question from last week? Yes. I think I got them all. Okay. And if I missed one, please call me out. Say I figured one out. Remember, we got four major sports. Football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. Do you remember what we came up with, just off the top of your head? Let's see if you can knock them out.
0: Uh top of my head, the magic, yeah, the wild, mm-hmm.
1: the avalanche. Okay. I and mean, it's fine if you're blanking. It's a tough one. Yeah, I'm blanking. Washington football team. Okay. <laughs> Washington football team. Then you got the Heat. The Heat. The Jazz. Jazz. Lightning. Lightning, thunder. Yep, mag- oh, magic. You got, her, yep. you got him. Kraken, Kraken. That's where it all started. And that's and that's it. That's it. Unless you know, we did mention the college game. We're. I didn't have enough time this week, guys. I'm well, sorry. we have a new one yeah. that we're going to
0: talk about in our football segment. Uh huh. That's but right. But we'll talk about that later. That but,
1: is a college team. We did figure them out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, really, all I could come up with was yeah, the Bison, the Cardinal. The, 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 the yeah, that's about it. But I mean, there, there's probably more. The Eagle. We'll get to that. We'll get to the Eagle here in a little bit. But I do have another quick one for you, P. Can you name me the four NFL teams with horns on their helmets? Can you do that for me?
0: The Rams. Yeah, duh. The Vikings. Yep. Horns on
1: their helmets. There's four. Yep. And I'm blanking on the fourth right now, actually. But I do know one.
0: What's the what's the one? The Bills. Okay.
1: There's got to be one more.
0: The Texans.
1: Yeah, the Texans. That's right. Okay. And the Texans. Got it. I don't know why I blanked on that real quick. <laughs> there's just so much. Red, I know my stuff. There's so, there's so much red, white, and blue on that helmet. Just, I was thinking America the whole time. I mean,
0: it's not specifically horns, but they are horns on the helmet. And then this is one for
1: next time. Okay. Because it's just... it'll it'll screw you for five minutes. It really will. Okay. They're in the same sports leagues we just mentioned last show in this one, football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. What are the teams? Like, I'm going to give you one right off the bat. So, you know, the example, what are the teams that have the same nickname, but in different leagues? So for instance, the giants, you got the New York giants and the San Francisco giants. Make sense. Okay. So that's what you're going to think of for the next week. Okay. You're going to give me I let's see there's 6 of them. And I just gave you one. The six with the dif- same, different sports same names. Yep. Okay. So go for it. That, we're going to go for that next week and uh We'll see how you do. All right. Well, but I'll be it, ready. It took me about 15 minutes, and it's really frustrating when you get down to that last one. <laughs>
0: of course it is. Like like anything else, when you're doing the 50 states. So but you're everyone a really- has a different last one. Exactly. You know, it's Anyone like, oh, does. I got that one, like, That's second. Right. And it's
1: like, well, that was my last one, Everyone's bro. mind works differently, you know. It's all, we're all individuals in this world. That's but we gave funny. it away. San Francisco Giants, New York Giants, get the rest. So moving on here, NFL training camp. Let's start with Gardner Minshew. Apparently, he's balling out a little bit, but we don't like his comments. What did he say, Dan? He said something like, "The coronavirus took one look at him and went the other way." I mean, that's funny. I'm not. I'm not here for virus comments, though, or like virus jokes. Even if you are Gardner, are you too high on your high horse? I mean, I you know, know that the mustache is cool, but yeah, like what? What was that comment? I'm sorry. I I I don't like that people are
0: getting like social media famous and. Being quarterbacks at the same time, like if you're gonna be social media famous, you got to be worth a damn on the field, like, no. dude. Gardner no. Mitchell, you're not good. I was so say, like,
1: Tom Brady had to win like two Super Bowls before people even knew what number four. it. Was. Yeah. Four, yeah, four,
0: <laughs> four. Malcolm Butler had to pick him off for people to remember who Tom Brady
1: was. <laughs> Now it's like Gardner Gardner might be worth more than Tom Brady was after two God, Super Gardner Bowls. Gardner Minshew
0: can go home. Gardner Minshew, get Nick Foles back there. No, don't. Leave all the trash in Jacksonville. Actually, stay right there. Stay in Jacksonville. Tank for Trevor. Stay, stay in Jacksonville. No, don't let Trevor go there. That's just terrible if Trevor goes to Jacksonville. Oh, what a sad day for Trevor Lawrence. Would hate to think about that. First his season gets taken away. Now this.
1: SEC don't care, though. So I got a hot take, too, real quick. Mention Trevor Lawrence. We got some call. I mean, I think it's all going to work itself out. I think there's either going to be no football or this whole Justin Fields thing is going to get some traction and then conferences like the Big Ten are going to come back and say we're playing in the spring. But start to think about some stuff. If the Big Ten don't play, but the players want to play, technically they can do hardship waivers and transfer to new schools. So what if you're the starting quarterback – cornerback at ohio state michigan and you can't have a season but you're like oh i could uh, go transfer to north carolina south carolina for this season and play and who's the ncaa to say that's not fair for you to do sure you know it's a hardship waiver yeah you go out and compete so you do and north carolina is like sick we'll take you <laughs> we'll take you okuda we'll take an okuda type for one for one season but then, what are you going to do? You're going to accept that guy just to be better and screw all your other guys that right. have been grinding for the last three years? I just think that's that's something that's really torn up and it's gaining a lot of traction. These guys, they want to play. The ones that do, they're going to try to transfer somewhere else, and then they're going to win a job, and they're going to take it away from some other kid that should have been North Carolina's right. quarterback. <laughs> so I don't know. We don't have to spend too much time on this. I've- it's just. It's a it, it's a whole mess. It's a whole mess. Well, this I mean, thing.
0: You're, t- you're making more of a mess of a uh, uh, organization that's already a huge mess. I mean, the the NCAA is always has been and always will be a mess. And when you throw more of a mess on them, it's just, I mean, you're just it's just free flow for anyone. I mean, the rules and enforcement of rules in the NCAA is such a joke. And like, especially when you have when they're trying to figure out new rules. I mean, every it's like it's it's incredible. It's incredible what people go through. I'm not, I have no doubt. I mean. I'm with you. I like the hot take.
1: Yeah, and then some of these players, they're not even going to play. Like, even you hear about high school seniors right now that have Letter of Intent signed or scholarships in order. They're not going to play, and I think that's smart for them not to play. But if they want to play for their brothers and for their city, then they have every right to. Right. And you're not going to knock them for either way. But it's just no. like, it, I don't know. It, it's just all over the board, these players. That, it's every right for them to make their decision, but... We're going to look back in five years, and there's going to be a lot of people that made the right decision. There's going to be a lot of people that made the wrong decision, and you can't knock him forward at this point in time. Because you really don't know. You don't know what it's going to be. Well, for
0: instance, at CSU, Warren Jackson opted out of playing anything, and now he's going to the NFL. Or he's not going to prepare for the NFL. I can't blame him one
1: bit. But it would have been way cooler for him, I think, draft stock-wise, to have just gone. Right. But he didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah. And then guys like J.K. Dobbins that did go and got drafted— I'm an idiot and I'm an asshole because three months ago I was saying, no, like that was stupid for him to come out. He could have came back and set the rushing record at Ohio state and got bigger and got drafted higher and made a legacy for himself. Well now that's not that thing. happened right. And it's like, it's really smart that he left and got drafted in the second round and is getting paid and moved on with his career at opposed like Warren Jackson. Now he has to rely on training himself yeah. for the combine for the next two years. So
0: well, then you look yeah. at where their stock is at already. You know, when you look at a J.K. Dobbins and Warren Jackson, just for two mm. examples. You know, obviously going to get much higher. Obviously, yeah. You know, and, and well, the difference in their stocks too. Uh huh. You know, and and so the risk that Warren Jackson's taking, but you can't blame them. And you know, I'm I'm all for it. And I, uh I mean, I it's it's a tough decision to make, but some guys have the resources and some guys have the connections to kind of.
1: I think what's really cool, though, is you got two guys in Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence that grew up 30 miles from each other and are just conjoined at the hip, basically. And both of them have every single right to act selfish and whatever, and I'm out, and I'm going to I'm gonna go to the NFL, because they're both going top 10, right. no matter what happens. But you see those guys stepping up and standing up for the players, right? saying, we want to play, we have every right to play, give us a choice, which is true. They're not being whiny millennials, anything but they're just trying to step up and do what's right and make an effort to complete this because like we mentioned on the show over and over and over again since corona started these guys have been working their asses off their entire lives for this moment and you can't you can't take it away from them yes you got to be smart and social distance and come up with plans but the plan can't be canceled the plan cannot be canceled you have to you have to let these guys live out what they've been working towards in some fashion and if you pay me enough money and give me enough time, I'll come up with the plan. It's just I got other shit to do. So I haven't been able to put in enough time to come up with how we're going to play these college football games. But that's why I'm pissed off at the NCAA for just sitting on their ass and not figuring out a way to do this. And sure, they're going to postpone it to the spring right right before this, the fall season was supposed to happen. No, they should have done that a month ago. Or just played the damn season and came up with a way. I, but I, I just – I'm just really proud of – Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence for standing up and trying to get the games down because they have, they don't have any reason to, they could easily sit out, work out with a QB coach and get drafted top 10 and move on and maybe even be better off. But no, they want to play college football.
0: I just, it's, it's, it's laziness. I and think they want to compete. Of, a lot of people in this world have taken the lazy route of it and it's, it rubs off and it just shows. I mean, that's, that's, that's how I see it is it clearly shows who the real ones are. And, uh, you know unfortunately, yeah, they're they're just they're kids in the end, so like the respect that they get is sadly not much and that's the crappy part about it, but yeah, they deserve all the props in the world and they deserve a choice and I think that this is, it's a better environment than where a lot of them come from and um and even the ones that come from a good environment who's to say that they don't need something like this regardless um I think wherever you're from, good, bad, ugly it's 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 an opportunity I think the way they were going to run stuff uh, with the social distancing and and the the operations i mean if you look at some of the nfl teams that they're doing uh, colleges have those abilities to do the same thing i I truly believe and i mean yeah you could easily figure out a geographical schedule Uh, you could figure out i mean if you have everyone working together when you have the tv networks and you have the administrators and you have the conference commissioners and you have everyone working together you can come find a common common denominator and And set a goal but it's it's this person thinking this is this person not agreeing and this person thinking that and it's it's just a whole mess of things
1: and it just doesn't come out to uh well and you're telling me you're telling me you run 60 bowl games a year in the college football playoff for the last four and you don't have enough money to test these players for games it sounds like a a lie or they're not budgeting correctly
0: i mean it's both and i think (laughs) a lot of it is is they just it's laziness it's it's complete laziness, and I—it's I, you know whether it's a money thing or not. It's there's ways to still make the same amount of money, um, based on the circumstances. It's just—it's—it's it's crappy, and it's going to change the way we live and the way we operate sports, especially in the recruiting world for uh, quite some time. But. I mean, yeah, the NCAA is a joke; it always has been. I'm not surprised that this is how it goes. I mean, a pandemic happens, and now the NCAA is going to work with the athletes. Like, well, no. so
1: one last touch on it, because I I would not be sad if CSU didn't have a season. As as much passion as we have for the Rammies, it's just you know, it's just not quite there right now. You know, i I'm, I'm down to I'm down to not have one. But for Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, even programs like USC, Oklahoma, Texas. I want. I I much rather have them play. Now, is that excluding someone in your opinion? Is that too? Is that messed up? I'm not saying only the big programs should play, but I'm saying the big conferences should. So the Mountain West, sorry, but Big Twelve. I mean, yeah, the Power Five. You guys are playing. Everyone else, I don't know, but I think they got to come up with at least something where games happen. Or do you have to make I, it I, for I just, everybody? I just
0: don't think that it's it's like I don't know how. I mean, yeah, maybe Power 5 have more resources, but I just don't see how everyone can play if these teams can play. Yeah, like, yeah I just exactly. Think, I just I just feel like everyone's got to be on the same boat. Like, what are these? Then we got to just do it. I mean, it's just got to happen. So that's why I feel like, I mean, the SEC, just because they ha- – here's why the SEC is doing what they want to do. is because everyone in the SEC, and there's a lot of people involved, so I know I'm talking about a lot of people getting along, but it's like – We all have a common goal, so why are we fighting over this, that, and the other? The SEC has commissioners, coaches, administrators, universities, uh, campuses. They have everything on board for the most part to say, hey, we're going to play football. We all are in agreement, and you're having other ones – not taking in, and that's just how good organizations run. You ask your employees, you ask your subordinates, what helps to make this run better. The SEC has all the money in the world to run whatever the hell they want to have every operation be followed properly, every protocol, every safety precaution, everything to be followed properly. They're given the good environment. They're in the, they're on campus. SEC is doing it right. And for those saying it's a public health issue, I think they're doing a great job giving these kids an opportunity. To be, to, to to grow as a human being, and I told I'll tell you I coached during a pandemic, and there was nothing better than to go out there and just play a sport and not be afraid of something and just enjoy the game and coach a game and be part of competition. And you know what? Nothing happened. No one tested positive. No one had symptoms. Nothing got shut down. So, it's possible. It's possible at the high school level where there's no money in the public school system where there's no money don't tell me it's not possible at the high level. It's a joke. It's stupid. You're taking away from opportunities. Warren Jackson is not a guaranteed draft pick. He's not a guaranteed success. J.K. Dobbins is. He's going to get drafted. He's going to get an opportunity. He's going to get there. Warren Jackson has height. That's what he has going for him. So he's like, look, I'm not going to play. And his eye, J.K. Dobbins, is I need to stay ready for when I'm a everyday back. Warren Jackson's like, I need to, I need to get filmed. I need to get better. I need to prove. I need to get my stock up. And I'm not going to do it just by sitting around not being able to play football through all this crap. I have to go find film. So the reasonings are different, and you're risking a lot. And who's to say this is going to, I mean, who's to say what Warren Jackson do? If we had a season, I would guarantee you that if we had a season, he'd have a better opportunity than what he's doing right now. But what other choice does the poor guy have? Mm hmm. And then you're leaving coaches out in the dust and they can't even communicate. I mean, I mean when you talk about CSU in general, it's a very touchy subject. But I think whatever's going on over there is a complete joke and complete mess. And it's it's been a mess. And I don't know what they're up to over there. But it, it, it's sad. And you're, you're wasting opportunities. And I, I don't know. I mean, that's – yeah, we could just – we weren't going to get too much into it. But there we are. We
1: got into it. So, I mean <laughs> – you look disgusted, my friend. It's just it's a, it's a joke. <laughs> oh, man. Just wipe that look off your face. Let's talk about the Rockies. So the Colorado Rockies, uh, what's the score right uh, now, huh? Oh, beats me. But Daniel Bard back at it again. Did you see that save you had last week in his former I, team? I did. I saw that. The Storybook. I called it in, like, the sixth inning. I'm like, hey, we're – we got to get him in for the save. And I didn't call it the way it happened because I wanted him just to come in first. That was terrible. But instead, man. I had, Buddy I had Black, the spread. I had it. Buddy Black just wanted to not pitch Daniel Bard, even though, I'm telling you, man, I, it's like I hang out with the Rockies more than Buddy Black does. I'm not saying I'm a savant, but I could run the Rockies. Give me a shot. We'd have one more win at least. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have put Hiro Diaz in it again. And again. He almost killed Estevez yesterday, secretly. Did you see that night, then? No, didn't? I did not. So, we're up like seven runs going into the ninth. Might have even been more. It felt like more. Ryan McMahon, God bless his heart. I mean, Jairo Diaz, okay, so he had the rollover double play to get the game over. Goes right to McMahon, botches it, can't get an out. So, whatever. I guess Jairo Diaz did get his three outs, but he didn't. Goes back up, walks in two runs. Bases are still jacked. Friggin', I think he gives up another hit. But anyways, he's just he's just taxed. At least walked in two runs. So we got to go Estavis out of nowhere. Comes in, bases are jacked. They, they they could have tied it up with one swing. First pitch, right back at Estavis, hits him in the wrist. I think his wrist's broken. It's not, thank God. X-rays are negative today, apparently. But it's like, screw you, Jairo Diaz. You're going to pitch like shit, throw on your boy Estevis, and he's going to get hit by a damn ball. Pick him up. I guarantee Estavis got <laughs> a breakfast burrito and a steak dinner today. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm hard on Jairo. He's very likable. Uh,
0: the Rockies bullpen's trash. Oh I don't God, like anyone in there.
1: Well, I'm not even gonna say. Uh, I'm not anyone. even gonna say his name.
0: I don't like anyone in that bullpen. Daniel Bard's is the only bright spot, and even then, it's like I, I don't even feel trustworthy relying on him all the time. Like I, you're the go-to every single. Like I, I, just don't feel good about that. And the Colorado Rockies, they need starters. The starters are pitching well, but then, you know, you you, you got to have the bullpen to hold the small leads. They're doing it tonight. It's two to one. Bottom of the 8th in Houston. They're down. Solo shot by story, but that's what I mean. Arenado is really struggling. David Dahl is really struggling. Ryan McMahon is really struggling. and These are the guys that you need. I mean, we're getting bobs from Daniel Murphy that mean like the world. And I'm like, I, I I don't feel comfortable with this. Charlie Blackman is having, needing, has no other choice than to hit as good as he's hitting. Los Alicers wouldn't even be close to two games back of first place. I mean... That, it, it, think about if Nolan was doing what he normally does and David Dahl does what he normally does. You don't lose two out of three to Texas, and you're not down two to one. You, that's a good enough lineup when they're all doing what they need to do to compete with the New York Yankees lineup. That's how good and talented these guys are, but they're not, and you can't even put them in that category because they do not perform like that all together as one as a team because David Dahl has to suck and go from leadoff to eight. <laughs> are you kidding me? Rockets are still in second place. Got to pull out a win. Got to pull out the series wins again. You got four against Houston, two in Houston, two in Colorado. You got to pull out three. That's, I mean, it's sixty games. There's no. It's there's no. we
1: can split right now. No, none of that. You got to win three. It's gonna wind down so so fast. I mean, we're in complete sports Already 20 bliss. Twenty games right? in. Oh, it's crazy. Sports bliss every day, and it's gonna be kind of depressing here in like a month when we don't when we don't have sports on for twenty four hours a day. Well, I mean, uh, football. Yeah, it's going to heat back up for sure, but it's like, man. I don't know. It's pretty
0: cool. I, I love it. I, I'm loving it. I'm loving this uh, this newer schedule. Um, tell you what, I'm right about the Padres up 14-3 to 3 right now, so I continue well, to stay right about the Padres. So
1: I heard some stuff on the way over here about the Padres. You got Tommy Pham out with a hammy.
0: That's tough.
1: And then the Closers out for the year. What's the Closers name? Kirby Yates. Yeah, Kirby Yates out for the season. zone Yeah, it's tough.
0: And that's that, why they need 14 runs, uh, because they can, with Hosmer and Tatis and and Jake Cronenworth. I mean, he's going off. Who the hell is that guy? Manny Machado? Team's good, but they can't score 14 every night. Losing Tommy Pham is yeah. tough. Kirby Yates was uh, one of the better closers that the Padres have. The closer, actually, and it's just, that's
1: tough. Well, and the Giants aren't in it. Right. They're just, they're just pesky they're at just this pe- point. They're pesky. Mike Yastrzemski, Yastrzemski man. is
0: pesky. <laughs> uh, Yastrzemski is a beast, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, is he up right now? Yeah, he's up right of now. Two, two, is. two outs. twos, and he hit a yeah, single. Yeah, yeah. And he hit a single. He hit a single. The Giants go take the lead. Here we go. Double. Parlay, parlay, parlay. All right. Um, he's
1: going three. <laughs> no, he's not. The
0: football's going to happen, but you know what? I think it's time for our famous segment of, oh, the, of the show, Dan. So time to lock in here. All right. Okay. And... Uh, you know, we're going to go to our final segment. I hope you guys enjoy the Colorado segment. We talked a lot of Colorado today. The Nuggets uh, up 1-0 in the first series of the playoffs. The Rockies are in second place. About 40 games to go. The Colorado Avalanche, our favorites to win the Stanley Cup, in my opinion, and hopefully in dance too. And the Denver Broncos and Jerry Judy are out there doing crazy things. And now we got our NFL Football Player of the Week, we're going to the pile from our very loved Chris Morgan. You, I was like, where's this from? He's like, Morgan. If you're an avid uh, club leveler, uh, you know that uh, uh, Chris Morgan gave us some, uh, some, uh, uh, base, uh, f- some cards that he had. And so uh, if you notice the trend of our football cards, they're a lot of the same brand. This one is a little different brand. That's why I wanted to switch it up a little bit. And so we got it. We got a football card in. It's a cool, pretty cool looking card. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. But kind of some interesting facts here. We'll we'll bring, we'll bring it up. But Dan, Dan, well, Dan. Before I get ahead of myself, Dan, who we got? Who we well, got? So tell me off the bat here, though, is that is
1: that a picture or is that drawn? I'm gonna say that is a. Because there you go again with high quality photos. Back in the day, there's no way that's drawn. Picture. It's a picture. We got Mr. David Fulcher. Say his name again. David Fulcher. That's right. Safety for the Bengals. Six foot three, 236 pounds from Los Angeles, California. Fremont. Fremont. Say a lot
0: for the people in the back.
1: Fremont. (gasps) Fremont. And he went to Arizona State, drafted in the third round. Played for the Bengals. We got another Bengal in the house. Where are the Bengals fans at, dude? We're getting so, we so much cloud on this show, but it's probably because we're talking about their 80s players. Shout out it?
0: Tony Droman. How they lot, <laughs>
1: that's true. Go Bengals. Go Andy Dalton. Uh, no. Hey, Jake hey, Joe Burrow. What? What's so diehard about Droman is that he's still on the Andy Dalton train. Uh, he's got guy. every reason to love Joe Burrow. I mean, what if Joe Burrow got drafted to your team? He's pumped uh, on ho- Joe, though. Yeah. He, oh, he's yeah. He's pumped In on An Ohio though. kid, but he's still got love for Andy Dalton. Oh, God. Love you, Tone. Anyways... <laughs> This guy only had 8.5 sacks, though, in his career. How many interceptions, though? Safety. 31. Woo! 31 picks. I think he had eight in one season one time, which is pretty ballin'. Yeah, eight interceptions in 1989, second highest in a single season by a Bengals player. Made it to three straight Pro Bowls, and then he was done. Was a free agent, joined the Raiders. But then he's like, I'm going to coach some ball. Isn't that right, Pete?
0: Uh, well, according—let me say this. According to Google, he's six foot three inches. In parentheses, same as John Elway. <laughs> oh, um, my God. he's a September boy, September twenty-eighth. Yes. So shout out to uh, me and Dan. Are both September boys here? Coming up, Dan. I,
1: ha- I have him by five days. All of a
0: sudden, you know, the quarantine. And next right. thing you know, it's our birthdays. So that's uh, exciting. We, um, well, good to know we can. But have yeah, a- he he ended up coaching. He ended up being a high school coach. Um, where, you might ask? He, uh, at Cincinnati Christian High School from 2011 to 2015. So good for him. Um, and he
1: probably had a pretty good record, I mean, you'd think, for what's about to happen next.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. You know, so Cincinnati Christian High School comes along, and then all of a sudden, after in 2015, which is the year he's no longer at Cincinnati Christian High School, he ends up being the head coach for the inaugural season of, for Cincinnati Christian University. So I don't know. And I haven't gone into too much research. Is if th- This is the first year of the university. But it is the first year that Cincinnati Christian University, not the high school, had a football program. They hired David Fulcher at. And, yeah, you must think, hey, you've had some success here at Cincinnati Christian High School. We're going to have you take over. you built a good program. You know the boys. You know what's going on. Obviously, it seems like some connection going on here. And we're going to have you coach. Head coach, lead the program, lead us like- out the tunnel, coach, vulture at Cincinnati Christian High School. I'm um, sorry, University. The Eagle, according to Google. That's the a eagle. single name. The Cincinnati Christian University what Eagle. Is, what does that mean? The Eagle. So they have one Eagle. He probably died in 54, and
1: it's just the Eagle.
0: It's like it's like the
1: Cleveland sorry, Browns. that's kind of like the man, the myth, and the legend. Like the man, the myth, and the eagle. <laughs> the eagle. It's like the Cleveland Browns. Like, why aren't the
0: Cleveland Browns Browns? Because it's, it's named after a dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know? And then they're orange. And, the, and brown. <laughs> orange and brown. But, yeah, so. But they don't give us his high school record as a coach. Which is
0: unfortunate. I think
1: it was probably pretty good. It had to be pretty good if you're going to trust this guy to be your guy. Well, and it reminds me a lot of what happened a few years ago. Don't know the name off the top of my head, but Bishop Gorman. Everybody knows who they are. Freaking powerhouse. powerhouse. A, high, a powerhouse of a high school football program in Las Vegas. Yeah. They don't lose. Nobody even wants to play them in Nevada. They don't get to play Nevada games. They just travel around and play private games. Well, anyways, their head coach just couldn't lose a high school game, so he's like, I'm going to go to college. Oh. UNLV calls, there you go. and they say, yeah, we stink, but <laughs> we want you, and we want all your players that are in high school, so we're going to sign you. Didn't work out very well. All the Bishop Gorman players still went to other colleges because they're getting better offers, and sure. he, I think he proceeded to get fired. But it just goes to show, you can be the best ding high school coach in America, and you can't even coach the Rebels. So put some respect on these D1 coaches' names and Dame's name.
0: So he goes to C- <laughs> so David Fulcher goes to Cincinnati Christian. Yeah. And what happens is university. This is college realm now, and his career goes... an uh, Over?
1: Complete over. <laughs> he never wins a game. He went zero and twenty-two. <laughs> Dude. First season goes seventh in the East, so that must have been last. <laughs> and then the next season, they I think they got upgraded or delegated to the Bluegrass Division, and they <laughs> went zero and six again. Zero and eleven on the season. So now they're zero and eleven. yeah. And I, I they and either discontinued the damn program or he got fired. Which is messed up. you got to give a guy four years. Even even if he doesn't win one. With all that homegrown growth that he's put together in Cincinnati? No. 0-22 and, and you're out, bud. Look, we're going to do our research and try to figure out more about this Cincinnati Christian yeah, University and, uh, and if
0: they are actually connected. You know, I wonder if they're like a one-in-one sort of thing. Like, you know, I I, I don't know what to relate that to. I have nothing. So we're going to do a little research and dive in and do some investigating um, going to put the bureau hats on and, and do some investigating on what the heck Cincinnati Christian University and high
1: school, what's the difference and are they connected. Jokes on them. They went 2 and 8 this season. I mean, come on. The university? Yeah, uh-huh. 2 and 8 with the wins. Win, wait, one against Saint Tom or no, just Thomas Moore and Warner. No one know, I mean everyone knows and I think get, the quarantine was needed for the Eagles. waxed 7 to 55 by St. Andrews. Come on, give Fulcher a shot. I don't <laughs> like it. Way too early of a fire. Okay, so better coach, better player. Better player. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. Barely. 31 picks. Better player. own 22 as a coach. That's close. Yeah. But, you know, got to do what you got to do. I, I a lot of respect to him for getting out of the game and giving back. And not losing his job after the first season. I mean, imagine going 0-11 in your first season. You just want to curl up and cry. I'm sure he, he did. He? And he came back and he... He might have he might have quit, P. You can't fire me, I quit. It's like, hey, Fulcher, we're gonna we're gonna move on here.
0: Dude, 0 oh, twenty two, like You can't the, you fire can't, me, I quit. You can't you can't yeah. I mean, you can't Poor guy. <laughs> David Fulcher. Man, 0 oh, twenty two. Um Well, that's uh that's about it. You know, the Colorado episode, just like that. Um I kinda wish David Fulcher had a tie to Colorado, but oh well, you know, he's uh He's just gotta work on that first win. Um Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully the next time we're here, we're talking about deeper playoff.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say moves
0: and the, the Lakers beat Portland by the next time we talk. That's all that's hope.
1: I mean, I'd be pretty salty though if we do if we do get like a Rockies, Nuggets, Avs, just bender for lack of a better word. And we can't do it with any fans. Crack like party? A, and I'm not yeah. talking about Seattle cracking. <laughs> I am.
0: Crack I mean, wagon.
1: I guess we'll just have to deal with it because as fun as it is to tune in every day and have good sports teams in Colorado, we're just not going to be able to have those stadium atmospheres. We're not going to be able to have a parade, unfortunately. But let's still shoot towards it and let's tune in every day and yeah. stay loyal. Hey, well, it, and it, stay hot on
0: the sports bookies. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get it back and when we do it's gonna be that much sweeter. So I just can't wait. Um for Dan, apple. apple, Cinnamon, Pinkston, I am Praveen. I almost forgot your last name. I am Praveen, <laughs> Miracle, Ice Mantra, Goddard, shout out Alex Smith. Uh, don't play football, but I'm happy you're cleared. And as always, Jesus. we'll try and do better next time.
1: Hang it up, buddy. Hang it up.